We play and call it work. Mini Wargamer Dave here from MiniWarGaming.com. Welcome, Wargamers, to the Shrine of Chaos. Coming to you live from my basement. There might be a bit of a yellowish, warmish tinge to the screen. And that's because in OBS, I haven't found where I can color correct. So we're just going to have to have a warm, cozy time in the shrine. You know, it's actually kind of fitting, too, because this flame is right here. And we don't want to mess with that. But, uh, you know, as a colorist, if uh, if I were to be uh, really picky about this, I'd want there to be, like, blue in this corner and then have some sort of balance. But anyway, that's fine. Thank you very much, guys, for tuning in. I am still in my house, shut in. We uh, have been shut down here in Ontario, Canada, because of the Ontario government, which is... Totally fine by me because of the safety of those around me and us and everywhere. And this is still happening and we're still right in the middle of the pandemic and it's not going to go anywhere soon. And very soon Nurgle is going to throw his world pox on the world and then who knows what's going to happen then. But until that happens, we're going to talk about some fun things here in the Shrine of Chaos. And we're going to do a Chaos Comment Bomb today. There was a particular video that was posted and I think it was uh, very fitting that we Chaos Comment Bomb this particular YouTuber and this video that he posted oh gave it away it's a guy uh, not that that's much of a giveaway necessarily because 97 percent of our viewership are guys and that's just the way the numbers roll and uh, we're also going to be talking about the who would win series that i'm currently filming right now here in my house with my boys with my sons with my sons of Sanguinius, and my sons of Russ, and my sons of Abaddon, and everyone. I'm saying all this because they're using multiple characters. Because whoever wins, wins, and whoever doesn't, doesn't, and then new matchups are made. And I've also dove right into the, the editing of this, and I actually have uh, rendered out a four-minute clip for you guys to see as a bit of a preview to get your feedback on it. You guys will be the first ones that will see this before it's posted anywhere. And it's been a while since I've done a Who Would Win series. It's been a number of years. I did, I started them, I want to say five years ago, maybe six years ago. Where it, I think it was sixth edition or seventh edition. I can't remember. It was too long ago. Anyway, it was uh, started with a Stampa versus a Lord of Skulls. I think that's the very first who would win that I did because it was, you know, two big guys versus each other and it'd be a lot of fun and see what happens when they fight. And then on top of that, we started to do other models against each other. And then it kind of turned into like characters versus each other. And then I did a Primark series where it was who would win Primarchs, which was awesome and a lot of fun. Uh, that was done a little while ago. And I think that was the last series of Who Would Wins that I did. In amongst all these series, I also did death matches. The death matches were fun because this is the this is the format of the death match. Picture this. Picture there's two armies. And in this case, let's use Black Legion and let's use Blood Angels as examples. Okay? And there's an arena. And then there's two models that start fighting against each other. And the two models are lowly models and let's use a cultist let's say there's a cultist versus uh what's a lowly model in a blood angels ah, 
scout without a sniper rifle. Uh, actually, no, he's not necessarily a lowly model. Maybe a tactical marine. Anyway, uh, two lowly models fighting each other. And let's say in this case, the scout wins. And so next in line would be Chaos Space Marine, just with regular war gear. And let's say he took out the scout. So now it'd be the Chaos Space Marine versus the Vanguard vet, Blood Angel. And then he comes in and he takes out the Chaos Space Marine. And then there's a Possessed Chaos Space Marine. Oh, look at that. Vanguard took out the Possessed. All right, let's have another Chaos Space Marine model. Let's do a Havoc with weapons. Boom, boom, boom. He kills the Vanguard vet. Next comes in Devastator. Oh, look at that. It's a heavy weapon shoot-off. They're going to fight each other. They're fighting. Boom, 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 boom. Whole bunch of dice rolls. Luck. And it goes to Blood Angels. And then next in line is Warpsmith. Let's say it's a Warpsmith. Okay, so it might be uh, a little bit uh, tougher for him to take out the Warpsmith. And he doesn't take out the Warpsmith. Because, you know, after all, Warpsmith has a Melta and a Flamer. And he's got a better save. And he's got more wounds than just a regular dude. So he takes him out. And then we're going to go to uh, Lieutenant. Let's say there's a... Or no, no, no. Uh, let's do a Sanguinary Priest uh, versus the Warpsmith. And then they're fighting. And it, ke it keeps on going back and forth all the way until whatever model you choose to be at the very end on both sides. In this case, let's choose Abaddon on Black Legion side, and then let's choose Mephiston. Sure, why not? Could be Dante. It's probably should be Dante. But okay, so Dante versus Abaddon. And then you have a matchup between those two. And for some reason, whenever I did the death matches, it would always work out so that the last two guys in the armies would face up against each other which makes sense right because let's say the blood angels they whittle down the black legion all the way down to abaddon and then you have a bunch of lesser guys that are fighting abaddon abaddon's going to survive against all those guys until the last guy comes who is more of a match for abaddon but that's actually appropriate in that case because uh abaddon would be harder to kill and he would need to be weakened a little bit before dante would come in and possibly take him out then it's a matter of dice. And it's not a matter of who would win between those two because, in my humble opinion, I think that Abaddon would win between those two. It's not so humble of an opinion. It's a, it's a math. It's a math thing. He would totally kill him. He's way better. He's tougher and stronger and it's harder to damage him and, and all that. So, yeah. Who are you? Uh, I'm the lesser guy. Says Dino Titan Edition. Well, see, I, I like that. We're getting into the spirits of the who would win right now. So, Abana would definitely won. Would definitely won. Uh, yeah, Dante isn't the best, isn't he? But the thing is, he's the chapter master, right? So it's kind of like, it's an appropriate matchup for the end. You know what? I actually think that if Mephiston was up against Abaddon, Mephiston could possibly win. If he got the jump on him, you know? If he was able to smite... Then blood boil, take down a few wounds from Abaddon, and then go into combat first. And with his Vitaris, dead, do some D3 damage to him. Halved, rounding up. Maybe he would take him out first. Maybe. Also, Mephiston would lose versus Ragnar if they get only one phase each. If they get only one phase each. Really? Is that what you think? 
Well, it is a dice game after all, and we don't actually know. Not yet. I mean, math-wise, sure, he should be able to take him out. But math goes out the window when you have these 1v1 matchups and you're just rolling dice and then whatever happens, right? Because you are looking at it in a vacuum. Those very small examples happening right in front of your face and whatever happens, happens, and it's just a lot more fun. It's kind of like the situation where the guardsman with the melt-a-gun takes out the, the warlord titan. It's one of those situations where he really shouldn't do that, but he just does and it's funny. So you never know who's going to win in these who would win matchups. You think... You know who's going to win, but you're not always right. And that's the fun part about these who would wins, is that it's all for entertainment purposes. It's not to see who the better guy is, which you kind of already know going into it. You you know, if you see the matchup beforehand, you're like, okay, if I were to put money on it, Abaddon, I put my money on Abaddon because the odds are in his favor. But at the end of the day, the dice gods determine who the actual winner is. And that's the fun part about it. So, without further ado, I'm going to play the clip that I have prepared for you all. This is the clip that I actually was working on this morning. Uh, this episode, actually. I, I filmed it yesterday with my boys. I filmed a couple episodes yesterday, and I was working on editing the first one. And I edited the first four minutes. And the reason why I'm showing you this is because... I want to reveal the format because this will become the format of the Who Would Win episodes. It's going to start with showing off who's fighting who, and then it's going to dive into a bit of the lore and the war gear and weapons that each character has. And then it's going to go into the battle. And so that little bit at the beginning, in my opinion, makes it more flavorful and makes it more entertaining, and allows us to get to know certain characters a little better if we perhaps may not have known them before. So I'm going to play this video. Uh, if you could please let me know that the sound is good when you're watching it, just so I know, because if it's not, then I'll have to do something else. I think it's good because I've tested it, but you just never know. At the end of the day, you never know. So here it is. Mini Wargamer Dave here from MiniWarGaming.com, here with my sons Morgan and Ryan. Welcome, Wargamers, to a quarantined Who Would Win Battle. We play and call it work. In this episode, we have Mephiston, Lord of Death, versus Ragnar Blackmane. And obviously, that's not the Ragnar Blackmane model. We have to proxy because we are quarantined from the coronavirus. And I can't get Ragnar from Vito right now. I did have the old Ragnar model, but I wanted to use something that was more appropriately fitting for this battle. And I think the Primarch proxying for Ragnar is very appropriate. Ragnar, Blackmane. He is exceptional in every sense of the word. The youngest battle brother to ever be promoted to Wolf Lord, Ragnar exudes confidence, skill, and athletic ability from every fiber of his whipcord-fast body. But recent times have been a test more severe than any he has endured before. It is said that Ragnar is the first to make planetfall during an invasion and the last to leave the battlefield. And that to witness his berserk rages is to watch the fury of the hurricane come to life. With an unrivaled success rate under his belt, word of Ragnar's deeds have spread across the galaxy. He is renowned amongst his brothers for his furious anger in battle, and he has earned a reputation for his impetus and brash nature. 
Ragnar earned his namesake during the punishing trials he undertook to become a space wolf. It was here that he slew a black-maned wolf, a beast most feared of the space wolf's death world home. With muscles screaming and blood pouring from deep gashes across his body and limbs, Blackmane dragged the beast's heavy corpse back to the fang, through biting hail and thick snowdrifts. The wolf priests were impressed by such a mighty deed, and from that day forward, Ragnar assumed the name Blackmane, a reminder to all who addressed him of his saga-worthy achievement. Ragnar wields his merciless melee weapon, Frostfang. At strength plus 2, AP minus 4, 2 damage, Frostfang is sure to deal devastating blows. His special abilities include Warhowl, which allow him to reroll charge rolls. Jarl of Fenris enable him to reroll hit rolls of 1 for attacks. His Belt of Rust give him a 4 plus invulnerable save. And to top it all off, his Berserker Rage, which states when he is affected by the Shock Assault ability, he adds 3 to his attacks instead of just 1. Chief Librarian Mephiston, once Brother Calistarius, a promising member of the Blood Angels Librarius, before he suffered the depredations of the Black Rage. He was fighting before the walls of Hades' Hive during the Second War of Armageddon when the Black Rage fell upon him, and he was duly inducted into the Death Company. He was fighting in the final assault of the Ecclesorium, and when the building collapsed, Calistarius was buried beneath tons of rock. For days, the librarian lay trapped, tormented by visions brought on by the Black Rage. He teetered between life and death, sanity and eternal madness. Yet, Calistarius did not succumb. Turning his gaze inward, the Psyker confronted the Black Rage that burned within his very soul. Through sheer force of will, he rejected it and cast it out. On the seventh night, he finally burst free from his entombment, reborn as Mephiston, Lord of Death. Chief Librarian Mephiston's war gear includes a plasma pistol and his Vitaris, a melee weapon which is strength times 2, AP minus 3, D3 damage. He has the Lord of Death ability. When he would lose a wound, he rolls a D6, and on a 5+, the wound is not lost. And let's not forget the fact that he is a Psyker, and has access to the Sanguinary Discipline from Codex Blood Angels. Every turn, he has the ability to cast two psychic powers and deny two psychic powers. Rolling to see who goes first. Each grab a dice. Whoever rolls the highest gets to go first. And there is the sample intro for the series. Each episode would be different, of course, because the characters would be different and uh, they would be split up accordingly. So that is it right there. I figured, you know what? I have a little bit more time to put into kind of making it fun. And uh, it's been a while since uh, I've edited stuff. Now, that being said, I've been editing for quite a while. Uh, I want to say actually when I started mini wargaming. So 13 years ago, I've been editing certain things. And so, but because of how our business runs right now, I don't do the editing. Colin does the editing and we also outsource some of the editing. Uh, when it comes to certain uh, series, I edit the videos myself, but that's rare. For example, Ask a Wargamer, I edit that myself. Um, any video 
that's usually if I'm in a video and it's not a battle report and it's kind of like a Chaos Dave type of video, I edit that video. Uh, these ones, since I'd be doing them from my house and I'm in this current situation in this pandemic right now, yes, I'd be editing these videos. And so I've been uh, kind of inspired by different things that I've seen and and that's what it is. So um, uh, please do let me know your, your feedback. And I'm looking at some of the comments here and it looks like the sound was good. Um, it's a theoretical thing we all do with our friends and I'm excited to see the matchups. Thank you, Zer Gaylor Gaderg. Zer Gaylor Gaderg. Um, yeah, uh, I appreciate that. Uh, and, I, and that's very true. Uh, at Zetaz. Didn't, probably didn't say that name right. But uh, I liked it. Not too much fluff. Not too much stats. Yes, yeah, nice sound. And that, that was the key, right? I wanted to spend just like a couple minutes per guy and not make it too, too long because you can very easily go into like 10 minutes of lore at the beginning. And ultimately, you'll want to see the, the matchup. You, you want to see the, the fight between the two. But it's also nice to get a little bit of backstory just because it adds flavor to the matchup. And so there's that kind of like that sweet spot of how much information that you, you give, right? And also it's important to name off the war gear because... You want to know what's fighting. You want to know what they're using against each other. And I also thought, and I was reminded that each war gear, each piece of war gear really has its own character and is flavorful. Everything from the cloak that someone wears to the belt that they wear to the weapon, of course, their weapon of choice, which is the most characterful and flavorful. But... There is a backstory on literally every minute detail of these guys. And I thought it would be a shame if I didn't put some attention on some of these things, on some of these items. And so that's what I'm deciding on I'm going to do with, with the series moving forward is spend a little bit of time focusing on these awesome things that these guys have. Like, uh, like a Frostfang, for example, uh, uh, Ragnar's sword. It's cool, right? It, went into it a little bit just kind of told you the stats about it and also if you don't play that army it's all going to sound brand new to you it's all going to be new if you know the army you may not necessarily know the stats off the top of your head and if you do know the stats then you know it right so there's a different levels of uh, appreciation for the detail and also just to remind you what they're using just pronounce it german <laughs> there's my German I thought it was very well done a nice balance of backstory and stats Plague Tower of Nurgle thank you very much Mr. Plague Tower of Nurgle are you going to do are you going to teach Lady Slanesh how to properly banter a bat rep as she lays waste to armies as she lays the waste well yes uh, that is absolutely something that we're going to work on uh, especially since the Ontario government has said that non-essential businesses are closed for another couple weeks, meaning the original two weeks that we were closed, it's going to be closed longer. Uh, that's what she told me this morning, and uh, I haven't read it for myself, but I, I mean, it sounds right. Same with the schools. Schools are closed, so I'm going to be home with her for a while, bottom line. So yes, we are absolutely going to do that, and, I'm, and she's reading Blood Angels right now. So for those of you who have not seen the posts about her reading the Blood Angels Codex, and saying that she likes the librarians, read, read. Uh, look at the post, and, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, 
I hope so. Being with Dave, I'm sure she knows how, though. Um, and I, I understand and completely accept the fact that when I do these battles with her, everyone will be rooting for her and everyone will want me to die. And you know what? I'm okay with that. If that means that I get to play Warhammer with my wife, the goddess of Slanesh, then I'm okay with that all day, every day. I'd love to see Gabriel Seth, not because I'm a full-on flesh terror, but yes, okay, that's the reason. <laughs> uh, says Captain Colmoran. Uh, yeah, pretty cool. It's funny because uh, she was talking about the flesh terrors, and she doesn't doesn't actually prefer the flesh terrors. She likes the ang the angel sanguine. She likes the fact that. They never take off their helmets to reveal their faces. And they are just, they're the ones who are always fighting. She likes that about them. How's your lockdown? Says Sea uh, Shark one My lockdown is, uh, well, it is what it is, right? I'm uh, locked down and I'm here in my home. And um, I haven't gone grocery shopping in 11 days. Not because I can't go. The grocery stores are still open. Because I, I've just chosen not to because we had enough food and we we're, we're just here we're just kind of time is just going by it's actually man it's been 11 yeah yeah it's been 11 days that's crazy uh the let's see you guys are essential to us for sure i mean i i don't disagree and i thank you for your kind words you're essential how's your life uh let's see Guten Tagen, Lord Dave. I'm back from a shopping run, so ready for more days of isolating and building stuff, says AC, the rock devil. Oh, just for fun. If someone can, like, write a sentence, like a couple sentences in German, I will do my utmost to read it, and it's going to be butchered, but just for fun. I want someone to write, if you could, because I, it's just silliness. Uh, what will happen if she wants to play Tao, though? See, now that's an impossibility, because as soon as Tau models enter this home, they disintegrate in the doorway. Dino Titan Edition, because Korn cares not. Korn definitely cares not. That wasn't a question. It sounded like one, but it wasn't. I want to see Vulcan. Uh, you know what? There is actually a Vulcan battle, uh, many Vulcan battles, in fact, uh, with the Primark Battles series that we did before. Lots of Vulcan battles. Lots and lots of. You probably have a ton on your plate right now, but I'd love to see some Fates quests in Warcry. That is something... I mean, I'm never going to rule out most things when it comes to what's going to happen and things that I'll do. Warcry actually looks like something that I would enjoy and I'd want to get into. So, uh, Let's see. Seth versus Karn, perhaps? So Gabriel Seth versus Karn. See, that's one of those cases where I think Karn would win, especially if he went first. But I just think he would win overall. But who knows? The dice gods might be fickle that day. Dino Titan Edition? In German? No problem. Das Fischvolk ist die beste Armee, sei sind in Fatsch die Guten. Uh, I, uh, I want to say best army. You want to know something about a best army. Like maybe my best 
army or what is the best army or I I'm just guessing. Oh, there's more people that's how many people speak German here? Guten Tag, Dave. One is the tag for question and answer. Uh, are you talking about now? When is the Q&A? Because it's kind of happening right now. Unless you're talking about something completely different. If you're talking about the sit and talk, um, that is something that needs to be set up by not me. Ist Spiele gerade in Spear mit Ian Brass Scorpion? It looks so weird when you throw in like a word that I know and amongst all the other German. Gegen Gilliman und der Schlumpf wird ziemlich zerrissen. I should do a battle with a brass scorpion and Gilliman, is my guess, because those are the only two things that I recognize. All right, nice try. Stop posting. Uh, yeah, okay. Thank you. I don't know who was spamming, but uh, you are just not going to be tolerated. Dave, what are your thoughts on who the next Primarch to come back for both Imperium and Chaos and Gron? What's that now? Uh, now, when you say come back, you mean just like, actually, yeah, he would be a prime example, Angron. Uh, and who for the Imperium? Well, Angron, because Corn cares not that he's not Imperium, and he wants Angron. Phoenix was funny, though. Uh, All right, Stormbolter83, I know that this is a chat about who to win, but I had an idea. How about you do a video of Warhammer Total 1 and 2, and we get to see you guys playing it or any other Warhammer computer computer game. What do you think? Stormbolter83, let me tell you this. We actually tried that in the past. Uh, We tried playing these computer games, and as much as there is a crossover interest in the audiences, and there are some people that would be interested in this, the vast majority of people that watch our videos especially on YouTube, are not interested in this because we are known for a wargaming channel, not a video game channel. And so those videos just simply don't get the, the views or anything. And ultimately what it comes down to is do the videos on YouTube get views and do those viewed videos on YouTube generate traffic and interest to the videos posted in our vault Enough so that people will sign up to the vault to watch more videos on our website. And the answer to the question regarding those computer game videos are no, because we've tried it in the past. We didn't just try it with one video, too. We tried it with dozens, and it just simply didn't work. Um, And so we focused on what people do like watching on our channel, which is primarily battle reports and narrative campaigns. Uh, let's see. Uh, I think Fulgrim is an almost certain for next Primark with other new Emperor's Children stuff coming out. See, if that were to be the case, I would uh, I would definitely collect them. Oh, by the way, I put another poll out on YouTube. And the YouTube, if you guys are on the YouTube community and you've seen the polls, uh, the poll last week was uh, who should I focus on for uh, getting into KS Army? The number one answer was Alpha Legion, but I only had five options, right? For the second question, I let's see here. Yeah, uh, the second question, I, I switched up which legions I was going to be asking about, asking between, and this is what you guys have suggested. I say you guys, but. Uh, it, the, the audience, okay? There's uh, 5,500 votes on this. 
and this is what you guys want to see the most of not counting the Alpha Legion of course so Death Guard, Thousand Sons, Empress Children in that order and then of course the Iron Warriors and uh, Word Bearers so I was reading a, a bit last night the Faith and Fury book just to kind of re-familiarize myself with some of the other legions I was reading the Alpha Legion of course and then also uh, Iron Warriors which is which is interesting because I've I've never really gotten into the Iron Warriors, but having looked at some of their abilities, I can see how they would be fun to play. And I think that this might be an opportunity to try them out. Just to see, you know. You should do a how to create your own chaplain video, like discuss good story structure and stuff. Do you mean campaign? When you say that, uh, how to create a, your own campaign video, uh, yeah, that's a very good idea. And you know what? Here, I was actually, that reminds me, my son, Morgan, he's, uh, which you saw in, in the video that I just uh, played. He's the older, he's my older boy. We, we played this game, we play this game from time to time, and it's called Turbo. And it's a game that he made up. Uh, he actually made up the name, Turbo, and it's the name of his character. And at first, it was 100% imaginary. It was actually started as a bedtime story. I would put him to bed, and we would play Turbo. And instead of me reading him a story, we would do a mini-adventure every single night. And uh, I would just I would be the games master, and he would be the player. In this, and it's literally as he's lying down in his bed underneath the covers, and I'm putting him to bed, we'd play this game for 5 to 10 minutes every night. And it was things like, you know, you're, you're in the castle, you put on your armor, and you go down and you talk to the ice wizard, and he says, do you want to go on an adventure? And of course you say yes. And so you go on an adventure, and he tells you that there is a golden egg in the Greenwood, which is the forest that the elves occupy. You need to find this golden egg and bring it back to me, and watch out for the orcs who are actually on the path leading up to the Greenwood. And so he would go on this path, he would go on this adventure, and then he would interact with an orc and then try to get around beating the orc. And sometimes, like, very rarely would it be, oh, I'm just going to run up and hit the orc. It would actually be mostly social interaction. So he would come up, and the orc is just standing in the way, and he's not a typical orc, he's an orc shaman. And he said, I will let you pass if you answer these questions right. Here's the first riddle. Uh, what color is that dandelion? Now you gotta you gotta remember that I'm doing this with my son, right? And at the time he was four, and so I'm doing these simple questions and stuff. And so he it was a lot of fun, right, for him. And and then those were the types of adventures that uh, we would do together. And. Uh, there wouldn't be any killing, just so you guys know who are leaving those comments. It would be in any time the arrows were shot, they'd put you to sleep. They wouldn't kill you. They would just, they're magical arrows that would put you, make you sleep. And uh, that there were friendship stones. So if you gave somebody your friendship, if there was a bad guy and you gave them a friendship stone, they would become your friend. And that's how you would defeat them. You see? You see what happened there? No killing. Not at that age, anyway. You got to be at least the age of eight. Before you start killing stuff, because that's what Corn wants. Let's see. Uh, what do you think about it? 
day, Dave. What do you think about Warhammer Killer Armies? Warhammer Killer Armies, based to win all the time. Example, 7th edition, 4 Demon Prince. I, what do you think about Warhammer Killer Armies? What does that mean, exactly? Warhammer Killer Armies, based to win all the time. See, now, that's an interesting question, because if you're talking about just like a straight-up competitive list, where you number crunch and you figure out the best possible thing, uh, that constantly changes, or changes often, because the meta changes, the tournament meta changes. So that's that's actually difficult to come up, that's difficult to keep up with, because there are new releases all the time that trump the way in which armies win battles. And so when I'm doing these videos, going back to the getting into the specific armies type of videos, I will not be making what is the best meta list right now because that video is going to be outdated in like a week after I make it. But if I make a video that discusses the nuances and the flavor of the army and the fun factor and putting all those things into consideration for that particular army, there's a lot more, it's, it's much more evergreen. Somebody can come back a year later and watch that video and be like, oh, that's cool. I never knew that about the Alpha Legion. And this is their play style? Okay, cool. That's their play style. Um, I think I like that play style. So I'm going, to, I'm going to collect the Alpha Legion. And here are some suggestions on how I should start. Oh, okay, cool. So that, that's my goal and that's my intention with that series and with that whole, those episodes. Uh, now, that being said, obviously in, in the episode itself, there's going to be things shown on what's powerful in that army and good combos because that's just that's going to exist no matter what the meta is. So, uh, so I am building a Chaos 40k army, totally new to 40k, and are there any much-have-heroes that need to be included in a thousand-point list? Says Steam Droid. You know what? Uh, let's see. I'm going to actually... Uh, DNexusK uh, responded. It says, depends on what you want. Lords and sorcerers are pretty great, though, and cheap. Add a lot to the whole army with buffs and such. Okay, cool. Thanks. So, that's a very general question. And what I will say is, if, if anyone were to say, me, uh, say that to me, I would say, rule of cool, number one. If, if you're cool with whatever you want to collect in a Chaos Base Marine army, then collect a model that looks really cool to you. And then look at their stats. That's what I'd say. Because that's what I did when I first started 40k. It was pure rule of cool. I looked at Chaos Space Marines, and I said, those guys look cool. I want to start collecting them. I didn't know their stats before I started collecting them. I just looked at them and thought they looked awesome. Same with my kids, actually. We went... We went to the studio one day, and we were doing uh, Kid Hammer battles, and they were looking at the models, and, they, uh, and I told them, I said, which ones do you want to use? And that was that was pure rule of cool in its infancy right there because they absolutely didn't know anything about any of the armies they were looking at. They were just looking at the cool colors and the cool models, and, and they gravitated to the armies that uh, they did. So my youngest son, Ryan, he's an orc because that's what he gravitated to which makes sense because uh i'm okay to have a to orc boy as my son totally okay with that um yeah that's what i would say and lord discordant 
I would say is, a, is an include in your army as well. If you want to do that, if you want to be led by a Lord Discordant, because Lord Discordants are characters and you can give them artifacts because they can be warlords in your armies and have warlord traits that make them even better. So that's pretty darn cool, I must say. And they make demon engines better. So if you include a defiler in your list, your Lord Discordant actually makes your defiler better. And he can heal him too. So this is and then he himself is really good in combat. So just nuts. Overall pure craziness. Uh, love the idea for the series. Flavor is key. Magnus dead. Uh, I don't not sure which one you're referring to, but so Elexitur says, Hey Dave, what do you think about the Forge World of Volcano uh, Falchion with uh, Chaos Faction plus Nurgle? It can heal himself, it makes a ton of damage. And is it's a Bane Blade with uh, self heal plus Volcano Cannon Twin. I am not a huge fan of bringing Forge World models, I'll, I'll be honest. Um, I have done it sometimes, but I'm not a you-must-include-Forge-World models in your 40k army. Uh, that's just not something that I have a habit of doing, and that's not the first thing I think about when I build 40k lists. That being said, I'm not against it. Uh, that's just not where my mind goes. And so if someone were to make a suggestion to me and I were to try something out, I, I would do it. I wouldn't be against trying it out. I'd make a 2k army purely of Nurglings if I could. Purely says Doc Charclate. Really? All Nurglings, huh? Really? Um, big mess to clean up afterwards. I just hate how meta Disco Lords have become, says D-Nexus K. Yeah, they... Uh, well, here's... It's funny because GW makes a new model, Lord Discordant. They want to sell said model. They make this model really good, so they sell a lot of it. And uh, they do a good job of that because of how necessary they become to include in the army. And that's just the way it is, because at the end of the day, they are a company that sells miniatures, and they want to be able to do that. And these miniatures have to be good on the battlefield in order for them to sell them. And so I completely intellectually understand what's going on. And ultimately, obviously I'm okay with it because I continue to participate in the hobby and play the games. If I wasn't okay with it, I would just stop. Hey, Dave. Stares with Taylor-like eyes. Says Thorash Gaming. I'm not sure what that means. Staring with Taylor-like eyes. Taylor who? What are you talking about? Lord Discordants are amazing, especially when they are given away by MWG, says Sand Ghost. Is that a hint? Are you hinting... For me to give away a Lord Discordant, uh, because I'm not going to lie, it's it's not going to happen right now. I mean, it obviously did, could happen if I was at the studio, and would happen, but not going to happen right now. Luckily, I play by rule of cool. Yeah, playing by rule of cool is definitely, definitely good. Chaotic Colors Studio, welcome to the Shrine of Chaos. I know you're on the other side of the world, but we see you. And we thank you for your presence. And as soon as you entered, uh, there was enough viewers to reach a corn-like number, and we are happy for this. Have you been reading anything from Black Library? Any suggestions? Says Swords1111. 
It's been a few months since I read, have read anything from Black Library. And when I say read, I mean listen, because I prefer the audiobooks. Uh, let's see, what did what have I read? Ooh. <coughs> have you guys, did you hear that? Did you hear a noise? I heard a, something fall. I, it must be fine, because I don't hear any dying sounds. So it's all good. Black Library, let's talk about some stuff. So the first heretic, I suggest that one. You will really get to know the chaos more and word bearers and appreciate the the quest for the primordial truth when you read that book. And Lorgar will become your friend and you will understand his actions a little more and that he is one of the most chaotically cunning, subtly awesome characters in all of 40k. Really awesome. Let's see. There's that. There's Betrayer. Uh, these are actually, yeah, these are Horace Heresy books, right? Uh, Betrayer. That's one that I recommend because in Betrayer, you learn a lot more about Angron and Lorgar, actually. Uh, and uh, there's awesome scenes in that book. I say scenes because I heard it read from the audiobook and I saw the images in my mind. Like, yes, obviously that happens when you read it as well, but it just gave it more of a uh, cinematic feel when I heard it. So I, I, I recommend those two books. And then you can always go with Black Legion, part one and two. There's two parts to that. Those are huge. Uh, and they, they actually make you empathize with Chaos and Abaddon. If you are a Chaos player, but haven't read any of the lore and haven't listened to it, if you read those books, you will learn that Chaos is much more than just, I am, cha I am Chaos, I am evil, I am going to kill everything in my path, everything must die, I have no personality. It's not that way at all, not with Chaos Space Marines. They have feelings, and they care about things. And it's, uh, it's incredible, actually, how it's written because it makes you empathize with them. It makes you see things from their perspective. It teaches you what they care about. It teaches you what their intentions are and why they do the things that they do. And they, they still have honor and loyalty and trust. And um, I want to say, uh, I actually, I would say even love towards their brethren. Now, they all don't have this. But some of them do. And just like in a Space Marine chapter, there are good guys and bad guys. The exact same thing goes for a Chaos Legion. There are good guys and bad guys. There are guys that you would consider heroes, and there are others that you would consider, yes, they are true villains, and they must die. And this is something that uh, I, can, I can attest to after having listened to these audiobooks. Karn the Betrayer. He is one of the most fascinating characters that uh, I have learned more about by reading the Black Library books. Because talk about a guy who you would think would only be kill, maim, burn, everything must die. Things are, uh, things are seen in a very red visor. But no, this is not the case with him. Uh, he is much more complex than that. And it's, uh, it's truly fascinating to, to learn about him because you... You see him as a person. You don't see him as a killing machine. Although he is very much that too. You see him and you're like, man. I, I, see, I went, into the, I went into these books. Because you learn about Karn in Betrayer. And you learn about Karn 
where is the other one that you learned about Karn? I think the first heretic. I think it's been a while since I listened to it, but for sure, Betrayer. You learn about Karn in that book, uh, and you in, going into it. I was like, man, I like Karn. I know that I like Karn. Uh, just from what I've read in the codexes about Karn, I like. Uh, and I just like how he plays on the battlefield because I love Karn. So that was my going into the book, my feeling about Karn. And then I hear all this extra stuff about him. And I hear him talk and love the way he talks because it just makes him even more awesome. And the things that he says... Everything he does, it he he stands up to Angron, and Angron doesn't kill him for it. That's how awesome Karn is. And that's how cool it is to hear these conversations between these two guys. Angron, I actually think is... Uh, uh, I actually like Karn much more than I like Angron. Uh, I don't dislike Angron, but Angron is certainly one of those characters where it's much harder to empathize with, because he is, he is a grumpy, crotchety old man that is uh, uh, condescending and uh, prideful, right? Like all of these things all in the same time. So it's really hard to to listen to the things that he does because it's just like, he, he's a big bully is really what it comes down to. Whereas Karn, Karn is not. Karn is the... Uh, He's the hero of of that book, absolutely, because everything he does, you're you're just waiting for the next time you can hear about what Karn's doing. So awesome! All right, so let's see. I read Angron's Primark book, loved uh, Karn's portrayal there. Yeah, there, there's that as well. Uh, like blood, murder, skulls, kill, death, and long walks on the beach. Uh, Dave, what are some unaligned named Chaos Space Marine characters you would love to see get model in Rules 4? Me, personally, I want Talos or Decimus from the Night Lord novels. Um, well, okay. Uh, Iskandor Kaon, for sure. I would love for him to uh, have... I, I'd love for there to be a model of him and he have stats and, and everything. Uh, he's a... He's a Thousand Sun Psyker, technically, but... Uh, I would love for... Okay, that actually reminds me again. This whole thing is reminding me that I want to do a campaign where he is the main character because that would be so much fun and to extrapolate some battles from the books, from Black Legion Part 1 and 2 and how cool would that be to see what happened in those books but played out on the tabletop? So cool. Oh, man. I, I It's just something that needs to happen. Absolutely. Uh in fact, yes. Would you guys watch that? Would you want to see that? Would you want to see him and uh, Nefertari? And what is the name of the other guy? I keep on forgetting his name. I, I forgot it last week, too. Uh, the other dude who's a really good at fighting with swords. Who's always with him as well. Mm, nah. It's not on the tip of my brain. Someone's going to say it, though, because someone knows it. Uh uh, would you be interested to make a 40k rejects like a photo stop motion story? Marines, corn will take care of you one way or another. Uh, yes, that is something that is going to happen. Actually, um, I'm whether I do it from here, from my house, or somewhere else. Because right now I'm working on the Who Would Win series, uh, as well as the Getting Into Chaos Space Marine Army series, 
as well as the teach your wife how to play 40k series. So there's a lot of stuff that I'm currently working on right now. I'd be interested in that for sure. I would love to see new rules for some God-aligned characters like Lucius. He is pretty bad right now. Oh, Lucius the Eternal. Yeah. Yeah, he is pretty bad right now. I'm not going to lie. I never bring him. Not necessarily because he's bad, although he is. It's just because he doesn't speak to me the same way other characters do. Now, this is what we're going to do. We are going to do a Chaos Comment Bomb. And if you're not sure what a Chaos Comment Bomb is, this is what a Chaos Comment Bomb is. I'm going to post a link to a YouTube video in the chat. And uh, I put a block of links there. They all bring it to the same video. And we leave a comment on the video. And the comment could be anything from the Eye of Terror sees you. Dave says hi from the Shrine of Chaos. Nurgle gives you a big hug. As long as they have been, as long as they know they've been comment bombed by the Shrine of Chaos, it doesn't matter what kind of comment you leave. This happens to be a Winter's SEO video. He posted it just a few hours ago. It's a tutorial on how he paints Nurgle bases and uh, Jamie is fun. I did a video collaboration with him not too long ago, within a half a year ago. And uh, he's one of those guys where I, I think I would enjoy playing him in uh, real life, in person. And if you haven't seen that video, it's a Life of a Wargamer. And it was uh, Chaos Possessed Dice. Look for Life of a Wargamer Possessed Dice episode and then you will find it. Because uh, that, is the, that is the episode that I'm talking about, if you haven't seen it before. Now it's time for me to refresh these comments because uh, I like to see what the bit that there it is. Uh, there you go. You're funny. I'm going to wait for some more comments to come in. Just going to wait. Just waiting. Boom. Yes, the, the Shrine of Chaos is calling him. He needs to, you know, come out of his hole and start collecting chaos. That, that's what that's what Jamie needs to do. Yeah. This is a super helpful right now. Painting a maggot warband currently. Says Crazy Blade 80. Well, see, uh, the Eye of Terror sees all and knew that you wanted to know these things that Jamie's doing. So you're welcome from Nurgle. Uh, very good. Oh, uh, and I got to say this too. If you guys haven't seen it and you're interested in Blood Bowl, Matt made a video on what you need to start playing Blood Bowl. And uh, it's just a simple video. He did it from his house. And he shows you the books you need and the things that you need to start. And then Luca and his roommate have uh, been filming a series called Blood Bowl Brawlout where... It's just the two of them, and they're fighting each other with different teams, and uh, it's Blood Bowl. It's in the mini Wargaming vault. Excuse me. It's in the mini Wargaming vault, so if you want to check that out, uh, that's available for you to watch as well. Oh, by the way, I finished the Fallout narrative campaign with my daughter Dana. That's uh, We finished filming it, and it's all edited, and it's ready to go. And I'm excited to release it so I can show you guys what we were up to. And, uh, and I'm also going to be making a video of on how to play the Fallout campaign. Uh, I'll include links to the rules that I used and made up for it. And uh, so if you guys want to do that on your own, it's a Fallout campaign using the 40K rules based in the 40K universe. And that's it. So uh, I'm going to look at the comments one more time here. 
Just one more. I love Winters. Did you say his day one lockdown video? Did you see? Uh, did you watch his day one lockdown video? Hilarious. I did not see it, uh, but I should watch it now. I'm here painting up some Death Guard. Very helpful video indeed. Sistar Mex. Love Blood Bowl. It was the game that got me into GW stuff. Okay. Gonna last two minutes of the Shrine of Chaos. We're gonna do rapid fire questions. Leave a comment or question, and I will just really quickly read it and respond to it. Any marks? Cassette? Go. Hey Dave, if you had a box of 10 infiltrators slash incursors, would you build them for your Space Wolves army? The answer is yes, because I've done it already, but I did it through the hands of Vito, because he's done it and he's now finished. You should watch it right now. It was actually really funny, says Sword1111. I will watch it right after the Shrine of Chaos is done. Dykes51. Uh, Dave, Chaos is winning with the war it started. Uh, what Imperium chapter do you think they will wipe out prior to the end of the war? <sighs> Doesn't really matter uh, to me. I'll say Imperial Fist because they're yellow and that reminds me of Tau. There's really no other reason for that other than that. Doc Chocolate says, Daddy or Nurglings? Well, Nurglings for sure. Omni 4. What is your favorite sci-fi series that isn't Warhammer? Favorite sci-fi series that isn't Warhammer? Let me think. What would it be? Why can't I think? I don't know. I don't watch sci-fi. Okay, I guess that's the answer to that question. Maiden or Priest? Well, Maiden, Hobby Tyrant. Uh, favorite Slanesh model? Gonna have to say the Lord of Sacrifice, even though that's not a Slanesh model. It is a creature caster model that looks ridiculously awesome that can be painted up to look like a Slanesh model. Will we ever get rules for Apollos? Uh, that is something that I cannot give you the answer to. Not necessarily because I don't know the answer, because I won't give the answer. Thousand Suns or World Eaters? Uh, that's a silly question, because you know the answer to that. I am the Eater of Worlds, and I am Pennywise. Chain Fist versus Power Fist. Well, Chain Fist wins. Do you think we will ever see Chaos Mechanics, uh, Mechanicus as a new army? Now, that would be interesting. Um, wait, don't they have that already? Isn't there something that's already that? Uh, do you think we will ever see... Uh, I, I the same question. Did you enjoy running the Mastodon tank? I did, actually. It was fun. It was fun to uh, have a delivery system for my berserkers that didn't die right away although that being said it took up like half of the army sometimes more and it wasn't very practical because the amount of points it cost to bring them dave are you missing adepticon absolutely i'm missing adepticon same with everyone else that is not at adepticon who is missing it uh warhounds or world eater oh see i saw what you did there uh yeah it's still gonna be world eater in that case Alexa says, my favorite is a Demon Prince. Well, that is good because that means that Something Chaos is your favorite. Zephragor der Spalter. Should I add Primaris to my Salamanders? Well, if you want to keep up with every other Space Marine army that currently exists out there, then I suggest you do. Chaotic Color Studio. Dave, what Warhammer character would you want to be in isolation with? Ooh. So if I want to survive longer than two seconds, it's not going to be Karn. I would actually say Iskandor Kaon. He would be someone I would really like to have conversations with because he's a smart guy who knows a lot about things and uh, he could speak deeply about the universe. Hey Dave, if you could change the balance in Warhammer, what would you change, says Alexeter. Change the balance, huh? Um, hmm. 
Change the balance. What would I do? This is what I would do. I'd make close combat better. How would I make it better? I would make it so... I would actually make it so uh, world eaters can just automatically assault, uh, advance and charge. And that's just a thing they get because, you know, they like to fight in close combat. And if they only take close combat weapons, then they get a bonus to close combat. Even more so, yes. Because, uh, you know, they, they should be rewarded for their insane bravado for not bringing any shooting capability on them on the battlefield. And I would give them specific uh, special vehicles and I would make them Primaris equivalent not Primaris but Primaris equivalent give them a couple wounds each and make them even better Wars or Trek? Uh, wars. Uh, you ever think about running tourneys at the bunker and filming them? Yep, it's certainly a thought that went through the minds of some of us here I thought about it myself as well I thought about doing a chicken wing one where people just came, ate chicken wings and played in a tournament together AOS fight phase or 40k fight phase? You know what? It'd be interesting if they actually put the AOS fight phase in 40k and actually changed it over so that it was more similar to that. Warhammer 40k or Star Wars? Well, 40k for sure. Speedy Gold 789, Slanesh or Corn? Well, that's going to be Corn. Skull Throne or Golden Throne? Is there a difference? Uh, it, 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 did you know that uh, the Skull Throne was once a Golden Throne? It's now covered in skulls. Therefore, it's no longer a Golden Throne. Golden Skull Throne. And then there's that as well. And on that note, I'm going to say thank you very much, guys, for tuning into this episode of Shrine of Chaos. I will be around next week because I ain't going anywhere. And uh, we'll be talking about some more fun things. I appreciate your support and everything that you guys do. I'm going to go back to filming with my boys now. We're going to be doing some more Who Would Win episodes. And I'll be editing them and I'll be putting them all together. And I'll be releasing them very soon. Thanks again, guys. Happy Wargaming, and I'll see you next week.